listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWPSports.org and iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the Phenomenal Forum. I am your host, Matt Weinstein. Joining me today, straight across, it's the modern-day Klimaraja, Chris Klimazuski. To my left, it's Mark Sanger. I'm sitting in the nice chair up top today, Andrew Servideo. Not in attendance, Chris. I heard you have some harsh words for that. I do. I'm Andrew, if you are listening right now, I'm calling you out. As you should be. It's his own show. You are the Brock Lesnar of this show. You show up when you want, calling you out real hard right now, being a real heel today. And not, not for it right now. And Andrew knows as well as all of us, two days away from TLC, and he knows... Ah, TLC, it's a B show. He's not getting out of bed for if it, if it's not at the very least Survivor Series. It, he was here yeah. last month. It's not a big four. He doesn't have to be here. Yeah, exactly. He's... Exactly. Thinks he shows up when he wants. It's his, own, it's his show. He produces. He's, he talks in the intro. He's got to be here. <laughs> He's got to be on the show every week. Unreal. Wow. Unreal. Which brings us to not only did Seth Rollins call out Andrew Servideo this week, he also called out. Brock Lesnar, and most importantly, Baron Corbin to kick off Raw. That was incredible. Um, I was watching, you know, I was like, all right, I usually watch the beginning and ends of Raw, then I like fill in the blanks, see what I miss and stuff, because it's been a really bad show lately. But um, Seth comes out, and he starts talking, he's like, oh, he's going to address Dean Ambrose and, and the whole Monday Night Raw show as a whole. I was like, all right, let's see what he's got. And he starts, like, taking these jabs at, like, writing. Obviously, it was, it was written for him, but it was so, like, refreshing and, like, self-aware of them to have him come out and say this stuff. Yeah, it was... He literally hit it on point with everything he said. Everything. Everything what he said is wrong with Raw is what is actually wrong with Raw. And it, and he even said it too. He said, you have the Revival sitting in the back losing in dumb Lucha House Party matches. And he was even like, what the, what the heck is a Lucha House Party match? He's just as confused as we are. And he's on the roster. But here's my issue. Don't get me wrong. I love this segment. But obviously the past few weeks, past two in particular, Raw has been exceptionally bad. Yeah. So for Seth Rollins to come out and bring that up in the storyline, is is that their way of saying, oh, well, we know it's bad and we're going to try to fix it here, look? Are we supposed to legitimately blame Baron Corbin? I, I think that's kind of we the problem. We get what he's doing on the show, and not everybody enjoys that as a fan, but what's the deal? I think it's really good that obviously Vince and the writers are self-aware at this point. Like, wow, this is really not good stuff. Like, the fans are really upset with this stuff. But at the same time, like you said, now we're putting the blame on Baron Corbin. So it's like, it's not Baron Corbin. He doesn't write the show. I know it's like in the world of wrestling, it's like, oh, it's his fault. He's the general manager. He's the one who's like, oh, run out there and help him. But it's like, are we going to make this better or what? I have a bad feeling that all this is is just an excuse for them to be like, oh, well, yeah, it was bad. It was bad on purpose. Well, that's not good for anybody. Yeah. That's not good for the fans. That's not good for the product. That's not good for, you know, Seth Rollins to have to come out and do that, for Baron Corbin to have to take it. It, it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It, 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 and, but this whole Raw being bad is ridiculous, too, because you have so much good talent on Raw, and you keep throwing out the same garbage week in and week out. It stinks. It's annoying. I'm not going to give them like the benefit of the doubt there. Like I can't see it like a world where they're like, all right, we'll we'll book it terribly for a month, and then we'll have Braun beat Corbin, a new general manager, and make Raw great again. Like I, I just don't see that happening. I um, it'll be interesting to see how it all works out, and t- obviously TLC in two days. We'll get to our predictions later on in the show, but with this little Seth Rollins promo, he came out called out Corbin. We did get 
a very good TLC match in the main event of Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins defending the Intercontinental Championship against Baron Corbin. I think they said it was the first TLC match on Raw in six years was the number. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great match. It was very, very entertaining to watch. Baron Corbin actually wrestled very good, and that's something that you don't see from Baron Corbin any much as, as often. You know, he's being the interim general manager right now, and he's doing a decent job at that, you can say. But he's a good wrestler, and we haven't seen him wrestle in a while. To actually see him perform is phenomenal. Yeah, definitely. Whenever these type of matches are on Raw, it's always, it's always more fun because you don't expect it. It's on TV. It's not a pay-per-view. Um, the Heath Slater stuff, I don't know how I feel about that yet, but we'll, we'll see how that works out. Would, but you, was I the only one who thought Heath Slater was going to climb the ladder and grab the belt? For a second, I thought maybe he would get up there and give it to Corbin or something along those lines, but I don't know. And now, we'll, we'll jump around a little bit. This Heath Slater, obviously his first night, quote-unquote, as a, as a referee for the WWE. That was his second match of the night. His first was Elias versus Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold. I love it. He's getting in the ring. And But you have that match, Bobby Lashley at ringside, and Lashley gets involved. Heath Slater, you know, has orders from the general manager to just let it happen, let his boys win. And then, you know, Elias gets the guitar cracked on him. Leo Rush gets the pinfall. So if you were wondering, Leo Rush 1-0 on Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, my, my whole thing with Heath with this stuff is I feel like it's been, like, rushed. I feel like he became the... The referee, he comes in here and he's already like doing all. I know it's like the whole thing is like your jobs on the line and stuff, but I feel like if he was a legitimate referee for like a week or two, and then it was, and then Corbin came to him and was like, you know what, you should really start letting my guys win. It, I feel like it had like a better impact, like more of effect. I get that. I feel like I I agree with that, but I feel that they're not going to spend so much time on this that I feel like they may not feel like investing the two yeah. three weeks into Heath Slater to get that payoff. But who That's knows? True. My next question I was going to ask you guys: Where do you see this Heath Slater? angle going it could be you know Corbin loses and then he's free whatever Corbin remains general manager he keeps having him be the ref like I can't see Heath Slater like down the line you would think oh well we'll get a Heath Slater versus Baron Corbin match but that's not anything spectacular where's the money in that yeah so if it was you know a top tier guy having a referee like you know for for example if it was Elias or Seth Rollins like yeah down the line we would see oh well they'll they'll get Baron Corbin in the ring but it's Heath Slater yeah so where's the money in that you know I think somewhere down the line I I had this in the back of my mind for uh Kurt Hawkins as well too you keep playing down these guys so much and they keep they do get tv time these guys like Kurt Hawkins and Heath Slater so I think they will. It's possible they could have like a Cinderella moment somewhere down the line where they do win. Like I wouldn't say the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship, but maybe like the Intercontinental or the United States title somewhere down the line. I think because they you're building up how much like Heath Slater he keeps getting fired. He's got kids. How much Kurt Hawkins? He's on that incredible losing streak, and then to have him like win like. A be- the belt somewhere down the line. I think that's what they're building it up to. But that's in the back of my mind. I really have no idea what they're actually doing, though. Yeah, I don't know where Endgame is, but I feel like they do have like a certain level of investment in him. They gave him two like pretty big segments on Raw, including the main event. Yeah, and obviously he got involved in the Rollins match. He took a super kick from Rollins. Seth got the victory. But I like. Don't get me wrong. I like Heath Slater. I don't see. I don't see this going anywhere. Probably won't, <laughs> but I'm just. I like to believe they do have some plans for him, as he's already been in like a couple of decently big segments. So 
If I had to guess, I'd say it goes for another week or two. He gets his job back as a wrestler. He doesn't have to be a ref anymore. But nothing happens. Is Rhino now done with uh, WWE? What I heard is that he's fulfilling his last um, dates, his live event dates that he was required to do contract-wise, and then he's going to retire. Okay. Which is interesting, and that leaves, and it's not like him and Heath Slater were doing anything on TV anyway, but what I'm saying is I think it's just, you know, Heath will get his job back, he'll be a wrestler, but nothing will come of that. It'll be, oh, well, it's Heath Slater, we weren't doing anything with him anyway. Yeah, you're probably right. Which is kind of a shame, but I feel like that's that's where they're at. At this point, exactly. That's what else you going to do with them. So now we'll move it on. We had a title change on Monday Night Raw. The tag team titles changed hands. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defeated the Altars of Pain and Drake Maverick in a two-on-three handicap match. I called it a mile away. I texted you guys beforehand. I bet they pinned Drake Maverick for, for the championships. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like this. What I wanted to see was AOP and just decimate um, their manager afterwards, uh, Drake Maverick. I was just like, all right, like he cost the match. Let's let's make AOP like legitimate. Let's get rid of like the comedy act. Let's have the two of them just beat him down. But nothing really happened. They were just like, oh damn. I think that this was once they made Drake Maverick. I guess at Survivor Series, once they made Drake Maverick into a comedy act, this was all downhill from here. Because there was no coming back from that. At the beginning, the first month or so that he allied himself with the Altars of Pain, it was good. They were still dominant, and he was just a mouthpiece, and that's what he's good at. And it was great. But the minute they started, they got goofy, they let him do his thing, it was was no good. AOP's lost a decent amount of matches. They lost a couple matches to Apollo and Titus. They lost this match here now, like... Really and, not built to these be these forces if they weren't NXT. And now you got to assume they're going to get a rematch. They'll probably be done with Drake Maverick. And now, I mean, I'm at least looking for. I I like that Bobby Roode and Chad Gable have the straps. I think that's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to a legitimate two on two match with these guys because they can all go. I mean, yeah, but realistically, AOP should have dominated them from the start, start to finish, even without Drake Maverick. So, I think yeah, you're right in the fact that. They're going to be done with Drake Maverick and pissing himself. Now him losing the tag belts for them and just him being like an absolute joke. And that's not what AOP is should is supposed to be. They're not supposed to be the joke. They're supposed to be a dominant force. And not only is that not what AOP should be, that's not what Drake Maverick should be at all. The general manager of 205 Live, they put on another great two matches this week. I don't know if you guys saw them, but as – the the general manager of that show, he's now a laughing stock. Yeah, Drake Maverick being a comedy act doesn't help anyone in any aspect. It, it's ridiculous. If it doesn't me. make sense. Especially with a lot of cruiserweights getting a lot of love on Raw and SmackDown this Exactly. Week. They're starting to get like integrated a little bit, and it's like working. It's like it's, uh, it's being effective, so we shouldn't be making them a comedy thing. Exactly. The guy at the top in charge, he should be in charge. He should be a legitimate. Have some authority, exactly. have some backbone. That's And that's what's been taken away. So we'll move it on. A few more things to touch on on Monday Night Raw. Natalia came out, cut another promo. Her This feud with her and Ruby Riot, where obviously Natalia's late father, Jim the Anvil Nineheart, was brought up. Ruby Riot broke his sunglasses. They did. And they put Natalia through a table. And now they're having a tables match this Sunday, and Ruby Riot came out with a table with a picture of Jim the Anvil on it and said, Natalia, I'm going to put you through this table. Do you guys feel this is in bad taste at all? I don't. I don't think it is because neither do I. 
But I, keep going. Look, I'll, all respect to Jim, uh, the Anvil Nyhar. I like he was a great wrestler and everything like that. But this is great. You want a top. You want a top notch heel, and Ruby is doing that to the max right now. I mean, look, your father just passed away. Rest in peace and everything like that. But she's playing it to the max right now. She's playing a great, great heel right now against against Natalia. And even she's like, oh, look at Natty. You're going to cry again? I'm like, yes, this is perfect. I love this. This is great. This is great TV. You want to watch stuff like this. It was awesome. And you got to think, when it comes to segments like, like touchy, sentimental stuff like this, Natalia had to have said, like, no, I'm, I'm okay. Let's yeah. do this. Let's push the, same, the envelope. Same with the Romans. Otherwise, exactly. Otherwise, yeah, you could say the same thing with the Romans, same thing with the Jeff Hardy, Samoa Joe stuff on SmackDown. If Natalia wasn't 100% on board said, yeah, let's do it, let's go for it, this doesn't happen. But, I, yeah, I like it, and you know, we'll, we'll get to predictions later on, but I don't know if I want to see anybody go through the table with Jim the Anvil Neidhart on it. Yeah, it's a bad look. Like, like you said, we're going to get to predictions later on. But um, I'm not really invested in this feud, but Ruby better go over. Ruby better go over and start like pushing towards something legitimate because I'm just over. Yeah, I, I'm a big Ruby Riot fan. I really am. The Riot Squad, I could take it or leave it. They've done some decent work as of late, but Ruby Riot on her own is great. I see a world where she can be champion easily. Not right now with the whole round of stuff going on, but like she could definitely hold the belt. For sure. She's, she's up there in that upper echelon of women's talent on the main roster. That's a no-brainer. We had another singles match this week. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler, new enemies, and Drew got his win back. He fell to Ziggler last week. So now Drew really didn't lose anything from taking the pinfall last week. No, he got it right back. Um, you could say he was a little caught off guard last week. It was Dolph kind of gave him the zigzag. He attacked him before their match. So, yeah, just... Comes right back, gets the win, gets the momentum back for uh, the pay-per-view. I'm going to like this feud coming up with all the, especially when it comes down to the Royal Rumble, too. Once uh, tag champs, now they're enemies against each other, fighting great matches, too, on the matter of fact. And it's just going to be very interesting to see where they can go from this, who's going to come out on top and within the feud. But it's weird because, yeah, they've had two solid matches the past two weeks. You figure, oh, it's going to keep going. We have TLC this Sunday. But then you look and you say, oh, wait a minute, Drew McIntyre's wrestling Finn Balor. And Dolph Ziggler's left off the card. Yeah. So you have to believe that in some way, shape, or form, Dolph Ziggler's getting involved in this match on Sunday, right? I don't know. I guess that makes sense. But they might, they might have had different plans for this Raw. Obviously, Finn wasn't there. He was either sick That's or right. hurt. He's, he's sick. They it, said he was, was hurt. Yeah, but conflicted hurt. reports. Uh, him, a few people after the overseas tour got sick. He got sick. Mandy Rose got sick. Her match was scrapped on SmackDown. But they said, yeah, he'll be fine. Oh, that's fine. why her and Natalia, uh, he'll be, Naomi got scrapped? Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine for this Sunday. Okay, so maybe they had different plans for Raw with Finn and Drew involved, and then he wasn't there. It's so like, all right, we'll have him just fight Dolph again. But we'll see where it goes. I feel like eventually we're going to get a triple threat match, right? That makes sense, but Dolph's a face now, right? Or maybe a tweener? Yeah, I don't think I don't think it matters because him and, him and Finn Balor, like, yeah, they – they're both feuding with Drew McIntyre, but they're not they're not buddies, they're not friends. They yeah. we saw that a couple weeks ago. So I'm not too worried about that. So Drew McIntyre, like we said, he gets the win. Dolph Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler falls, he's off the card. It'll be interesting what's going on. And now finally, the last uh last thing on Raw that we haven't talked about, because you know, I'm not even 
necessarily loving it as much as I hoped I would is Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I think Seth Rollins is almost, you know, he's becoming the face of Raw. He's called out Baron Corbin. He's doing all this stuff. Dean Ambrose is kind of just sitting back, cutting promos, every now and then coming out, hitting the DDT on Seth. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of uh, annoying because you're not even really seeing them fight, really. It's just them really just cutting promos this whole time. You want to see them come out at least maybe fight, fight each other and get involved in each other's matches, stuff like that. And it's getting a little stale now, too. Like you said, just... With Dean just cutting Ambro- uh, cutting promos in the back, Seth coming out and just yelling the whole time about Dean. It's kind of getting annoying and stale. It's, come on. And Seth's already looking past him, as we saw by that promo on Raw, where he was ta- calling out Baron Corbin and he was calling out Raw. And it's like, it, it doesn't feel legitimate. And like Chris said, I think stale is the perfect word. Like, I just I just don't really care anymore about this. Obviously, something's going to be great. They're going to steal the show. I'm sure about it. But And that's the only thing keeping me on board. Exactly. But that match on Raw, the TLC match, I thought it was going to be hectic. I thought it was going to be all of Baron's guys coming out to stop him. Like, Seth might have like some, some guys come out and help him. But it, it, was a, it was a simple match. And at the end, Dean just comes out, looks at him, like, yeah, I'm still here. Like, that was, that was his contribution for the night on Raw. I, that I did like, though. Just and all that is is, oh, don't forget, he, we still got this. I guess that's better than him coming out and giving him a dirty deeds. But still, it's right. like, I don't know. So, anyway, th- there's Raw. We'll get into SmackDown. We'll fully break down everything TLC in just a little bit, but first we're going to step aside for a quick break. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, Chris Klimazewski, Mark Sanger, here with you each and every week. Again, Andrew Servideo not here. We touched upon it earlier on. Not happy with him. He's on the list. Nonetheless, we'll move it on. SmackDown Live this week. A huge opening segment. They announced it about an hour or two before the show. Daniel Bryan would be taking on, for the first time ever, Cruiserweight standout Mustafa Ali. I love it. So did I. And, you know, as we've discussed in the past couple of weeks, I don't watch 205 Live. Don't watch it. Don't oh, care. Oh, we know. Don't care for it at all. But if they're going to keep doing things like this, like call up guys from like 205 Live to have some like random like matches on SmackDown on Raw, I'm all for it. This is great. I know, I've, I've watched Mustafa Ali a little bit in the past, and I really haven't really, like again, don't watch 205 Live. But to see him go against Daniel Bryan and put up a really good match against Daniel Bryan, this was like, wow, I'm, I might actually, you know, start watching 205 Live because of this, because of how good Mustafa Ali is. And I want to, I want to see more of this. And I want to see more of these, like, these little, like, call-ups. That, that means it gonna... worked. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, that's, yeah. Exa- that's 100% <laughs> what they're trying to do. 205 Live numbers are down on the network. It's not really one of the most viewed programs. They're trying to get eyes on it. Clem, you fell right into what they're trying to do. You are a perfect example. You just said, yeah, I don't really watch 205 Live, but maybe I should. But now yeah. I want to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Look, first off, they're that's doing what, it. First off, that's what I've been telling you for weeks. You're a clown. But now if they put it in front of you. They said, oh, look, it's on TV. And you said, oh, well, I don't have to change the channel. It's already here. You know, they, they got you. you know they, they, did, you. they know what they did? They threw out the fishing line. And I got hooked. And now they're reeling me in slowly. I don't know. And then the next day I texted the group. I said, there's two great matches on 205 Live this week. You have to watch them if you want to be on the show this week. Of the two of you, did you watch any of those matches? I didn't even see that text. (laughs) (laughs) I saw uh, 
WWE tweeted out like the the small part of it. I saw that part. Who fought? It was Grand Metalik versus Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese, Long Island's own Tony Nese. Oh, yeah, Tony Nese. I know him. Taking on Cedric Alexander. Neither of you watch those it's, matches. Uh, it's final season. I'm pressed for time, but uh, I'll, I'll get around to it. Uh, we have the same classes. <laughs> I know you don't have any finals. Nonetheless, we'll move it on. Daniel Bryan continues to make excellent, excellent television. He's, at the moment, you know, he's the best thing going in the WWE, without a doubt. The yeah. new Daniel Bryan is incredible. Right now, definitely, is the most uh, attraction. I'm, like, most interested in what he's doing. Um, just one more thing on the Ali thing before we move on. I think my favorite part about the whole thing was they kept showing, like, backstage, like, stuff, and the whole roster was watching the match, and, like, he came out, he was, like, high-fiving the Usos and Jeff Hardy. It felt like a different feel. It was cool. It's, a, like- it's a big deal, and there's a rumor that there's a huge, huge, there's huge things in store for Mustafa Ali. Potentially a full-time spot on the main roster, maybe going back and ah, forth. Who knows? But He's really good. Yeah, he was talking to Jeff Hardy, the Usos, in the New Day. It was like the John Cena thing. There were also, right, when Finn Balor won the NXT title. Is that what you're talking about? No, I meant when John Cena made his debut, he came out, and the Undertaker like, gave him like, oh, a, yeah, like a high that, five, and he was too, like, yeah. good job, kid. Even, exactly. That's all it is. Oh, and to put that on TV, it's, oh, wow, this guy, maybe this guy is really good. Yeah. And they also, they tweeted out a bunch of pictures of... The 205 Live roster watching the match backstage. I love that because it, it cool. it's the cruiserweight division, you know, obviously in storyline on TV, coming together, saying, you know, we deserve better. I hope they get it. I hope that's what's in store. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And now this but this Daniel Bryan, he, you know, he cuts the promo to start the show, the fickle chance, everything's going <laughs> on. And then what got me, the absolute best thing I've seen in wrestling for in a long time, he asked Mustafa Ali, what car. kind of car do yeah. you drive? And he said, oh, I drive an SUV. He's, you're a small man. Why do you need to drive an <laughs> SUV? I have a family. I have a wife and kids. And Daniel Bryan slapped him across the face. He said, you are the problem. I don't know. I don't, you're the problem. You don't need that kind of car. Bad for the environment. <laughs> this is so this is the uh, best character of all time. This is, this is amazing. I love it. He literally is playing this, like, hippie bad guy who thinks he's better than everyone else with all his smugness and it's amazing this is perfect and it's a damn shame because all he's trying to do is save the world chris i know i know we're looking at him as a bad guy for being a good guy one guy on one night besides that he's the best man alive (laughs) yeah exactly what did he say to baron corbin uh byron saxon last week he said i i kicked one man in the groin one time but you are an absolute abomination every day of your life <laughs> so, for so eating all this chicken or driving your big cars, whatever it is. I don't, I don't want it to stop. Yeah, not only is it correct. not stopping, but we're getting this guy wrestle. We're going to watch him wrestle AJ Styles this Sunday. It only gets better. Exactly, and uh, I mean it's weird because they're not really like they're obviously feuding, but like it's like on and off. Like uh, Daniel Bryan would come out and give his promo, and then the next week AJ will like retaliate. Like they haven't really done anything together. And but then the Miz has been involved. The Miz does, yeah, is doing some this, stuff, but it doesn't even matter because it's Daniel Bryan's coming out, he's doing his stuff, and it's AJ. So no one's going to be. Able- they've been kept apart. I think part of that is just to give AJ a little bit of a break. Yeah, because you know he's been wrestling nonstop really he, all year. He's been saying he wants like a part-time schedule on his, yeah, on his next contract. Yeah, he, he deserves that rest. Yeah, yeah he's he's got a big-time match on Sunday. I'm excited. I don't think anybody isn't that yeah. it's the two best guys in the world it'll be a great match it'll, it'll be well, great. well it's not slowly roll there uh shane mcmahon's the best in the world 
Yeah. Let's get, let's get a, real first. That's right. a good point. I'm sorry. He, he, he's one-third best. He's one-third. Oh, one-third, yes. Yeah, so we let's get, get the, real. We get the whole bit. We're doing <laughs> shtick now. All right, we'll move it on. The rap battle on SmackDown Live. I watched. I couldn't look away. I watched it with my father, and it was absolutely night and day reactions. I'm sitting there laughing. I was like, this is so great. My dad's like, yeah, it. like I'm an idiot. He's like, <laughs> this is so dumb. So you got Sheamus and Cesaro taking on the Usos in a rap battle with the New Day hosting, I guess was their role. Yeah. Monitoring. This was this was amazing. You I, got yeah, what'd you guys think of Ice Ice Shame? I didn't I, like it. I loved it. I, <laughs> I said it last week. I was like, you know what, this is gonna remind me of how the big show and Kurt Angle tried the rap against John Cena. It's literally how they it did the it. Thing, it was yeah. literally the same thing. I like the first thing I liked is how they cut out the Kangle hat. They cut out a like a piece for, for Seamus's uh, mohawk to go through it. I thought that was the best. The jumpsuits were killing me. I said it in the group chat. I'm pretty sure those are the only Nike Air Forces Seamus owns. <laughs> so though, like it was just so funny and so bad. You couldn't. That's what you expected from two. Foreign white dudes, like <laughs> I think they accomplished what they were trying to do, and it's supposed to be like funny and stuff. I, I didn't like it when the Usos were rapping, and they they're they're great. They're spitting bars, they're sick. I was like, all right, this is awesome. And then obviously they started just torching them, and Sheamus and Cesaro went after them, and it started the whole altercation. Yeah, then the three teams get involved. Sheamus and Cesaro stand tall after the beatdown. I'm gonna say it right here. This will be match of the weekend. That's for sure. Really, this will be the best match at TLC for sure. If they give it some time, is, is there a ladder match? It's not. Which, if it was, it'd be match of the year. <laughs> it's it's just a regular triple threat tag match. But I could watch Sheamus, Cesaro, The New Day, and The Usos wrestle forever. And it I feel like we have. So so can I. I think it'll, I don't think it'll be the best match on the card. We're going to get into that later. Uh, I think it'll definitely be a better uh, one of the better matches, though. Yeah, there's some really good matches on this card. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. So we'll get into it. But first, we got to finish off SmackDown. So, Chris, you mentioned. The best in the world. The Miz and Shane McMahon still going back and forth. The Miz campaigning for Shane to be his tag team partner. He sanctions his own match. He brings out the Vegas boys. (laughs) Two more jobbers to come out. Shane beats them both up. He locks in a triangle choke. Taps the guy out. (laughs) Out of nowhere. Oh, wow. All right. Shane's like a fighter. Before the DDT. uh, After the DDT that he... Jumped over the guy's head and like dropped him really awkwardly. Do you know and what I saw? Right after that, he took a stiff shot to who, whichever Vegas boy it was. I it looked like he screwed like the guy taking it screwed up. The I DDT. think it was the guy, not Shane. So then, yeah. So then Shane gave him a nice stiff potato <laughs> shot right there. I think that was just some retaliation. That's what it looked like for me. I'll have to watch it back. But yeah. this is. Where do you see this Miz Shane McMahon story going, dude? I have no idea. I was thinking about it when I was watching. I was like, "Where are we? Is is Shane turning heel? Like, am I supposed to feel bad for the Miz right now?" No, like, you know what? You know what sense. I think it is. I think they're just trying to build up the Miz as a face right now. That way, he can use the "Oh, I'm the best in the world" to his advantage to eventually go out, go out and fight for the title against the heel Daniel Bryan and a. Who knows uh, AJ Styles? Like you don't know what he's gonna be in the because we haven't seen him in a while now. So I mean, yeah, he's a face too. But I mean, but are you feeling bad for him? Like, is he getting like face sympathy right now? He's not getting it from me. <laughs> I think that we might get a Miz versus Shane McMahon match soon for the best in the world. True crown. Who is the true best in the world? 
I think that's where we're headed. I guess. And I think that The Miz is just going to snap. Either The Miz snaps or Shane snaps. One of them, I think, in that match, I think The Miz will be a babyface. I think Shane's going to be the heel in that match. I think that's how you make that switch. Yeah. And that, I don't, I'm not going to say that that's a match that I'm excited to see, but it's a storyline I'm excited to see pay off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, we gotta, I hope they do something, like throw me a swerve, make this like interesting to me. It's, it's just weird. Like I'm not saying I, I'm, I'm out of it or I'm into it. It's just like, it's like a weird thing that's going on. Like I said, I think... I think uh, Miz, I think, let me collect my thoughts. I think that it's going to be Miz, AJ, Daniel at WrestleMania for the title. I still think that's what it's going to be. And I think you're just building up Shane, uh, not Shane, uh, Miz right now as a face. You already have AJ as a face. Daniel's a heel. So either way, and the Miz can go either way with it too. He can. He's a tweener. He can go, he can be a face, he can be, uh, he can be a heel. And that's the good thing about the Miz. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name. So the Miz. I, the Miz. Yes, you got him? Miz. Yes. All right, thank goodness. He's awesome. So <laughs> I don't know. I'm enjoying it. That I know that I like it. as far as I know. I'm enjoying I always enjoy what the Miz is doing. He's putting out great work on the mic. In fact, this past week he lost in the mixed match challenge semifinals. I didn't watch the match, but I saw Asuka kicked him in the head. Yeah. And then R Truth hit whatever sort of finisher to pin the Miz. The Miz cut a promo backstage. It was like, we went straight to WWE.com. It was four minutes of him, like, he was talking to the guy, like, uh, talk to me on this side. You know, my eardrum is blown. I got kicked. <laughs> Did you see who kicked no, me? he's great. It yeah. was my tag team partner, and he went on a whole rant about Asuka. It was incredible. You know, what I, you know what I love about The Miz? And when The, when the Miz and Asuka cut promos together for the Mixed Match Challenge, she'll be speaking, like, Japanese, and The Miz is like, yeah, one hundred percent. What she said, like he understands. He's the best in the mic. He's so good. He's so good. There's nobody the better. That's that's for certain. Yeah. That, so you know, we'll finish off SmackDown on free TV. We got Charlotte versus Oscar one on one. This was very very similar to Charlotte Ronda at Survivor Series. A great match back and forth, and then Charlotte broke out the kendo stick yep. and went to town on Oscar. It was a great match. Um, I usually hate when these type of decisions happen with the disqualification or double count. I think this was like the perfect call because they're obviously both protected. Asuka stood tall at the end of the segment. I thought it really worked. I didn't watch it. I was on my way to work. I didn't watch it. It's a great match. Yeah, I know, man. This is what happens (laughs) when I had to drive all the way out to Suffolk County, man. I couldn't. You're killing me. I stopped, I'm killing myself. I stopped to take a drink of water. I point to you. Yeah, we're breaking the fourth wall here. I stopped to take a drink of water. <laughs> I point to you, Chris, to fill the gap. I didn't watch it. You're killing me. I'm not pointing to you anymore, Mark. You know, this, talk about this match. <laughs> I was going to say, this is why your uncle probably doesn't yeah, like oh, me. I, this is not going to go over well. <laughs> it's not, it's not your, your case with, right now. with my uncle. No, Nonetheless, we have Asuka. Like Mark, you said, she stands tall. Becky came out. She got some kendo stick shots in on both of them. But Asuka stands tall, looking the best she has, I'd say, since WrestleMania. Dude, I think they successfully built her back up in, like, two weeks. Like I it, think I, It wasn't difficult. It went yeah, from, like, she's, like, a joke thing with Naomi dancing around to, like, she's back at the top of the – like, she's with she, Becky oh, and Charlotte. And, oh, remember when she was, you know, a ridiculous fighter? fighter you know, she won – however many matches in a row, 500-plus days as NXT Women's Champion. Oh, by the way, this is the same person. We didn't forget. And you know what? I think you cashed that out now and gave her the belt. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Before 
we start talking about TLC. There is one more thing I want to talk about before we go to our last break. <coughs> NXT this week. Ricochet, the North American champion, had... I don't think it was an open challenge. I think William Regal just said, you're going to have a match against a mystery opponent. That's what, the way they were talking about it. And we got the return to NXT of one of, you know, one of the former mainstays of NXT, one of the guys who made it what it is today, Tyler Breeze. This was such a refreshing change of pace to see him come back after, you know, doing nothing for months. Fandango gets injured, so there's no more fashion police. Tyler Breeze doing nothing. He comes back down for a one-off match, one-off match against Ricochet. And you remember, wow, this guy can really go. Definitely. And uh, I think this should happen more when they don't have anything to do with guys. Like, just uh, just the credibility factor of sending a guy like Tyler Breeze, who obviously hasn't done anything in a long time, but he has a name. And... He's important. Sending him down, having one match with a guy that he probably hasn't fought much before, or at least on NXT television, and it, it, it's different. It feels good. Yeah, Tyler Breeze, he's great. I I actually liked him when he was on the main roster. I thought him and Fandango should have got way more screen time because Tyler Breeze is a, a fantastic wrestler. And now you had him come back. To, I don't know if he's going to stay on NXT for a while. I don't. Now. I think they said it's just a one-off thing. The fashion him. files were great, like Chris was oh, saying. Oh, that was perfect. You want to talk about guys who cut good promos and guys who wrestled very good? That was Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze. They were great. I, like, I really wish they did get more, like, spotlight time and, like, maybe, like, got, like, a chance to get the titles. But either way, you have Tyler Breeze come back to NXT to f- wrestle – probably the top three guys on NXT right now in Ricochet, and he put on a great, great match. It was phenomenal. I loved watching every second of that match. And now a lot, a lot of people are talking about two things. One, A, if Tyler Breeze stays down there, oh, I want to see him wrestle Johnny Gargano. I want to see him wrestle Adam Cole, the big one. People are saying, I want to see Tyler Breeze versus Velveteen Dream. Yeah, That's, that's money right away. I can see that from a mile away. But the other thing is, which I'm going to pose to you guys, who else could you potentially see from the main roster coming down and benefiting from a couple matches on NXT? I think this is a great opportunity for a lot of people to do it. Um, just like the the troll in me says Nia Jax because she's really bad. She can use the work. But, uh, well, on, but on not, a serious note, I, 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 yeah. I just want to, I want to throw that in because there's so much uh, like, a, like a rally cry for her to get sent down because she's, she's not good. But, I mean, guys like, like Mojo Rawley stands out. Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder. And he's get... done it already. That's when yeah, he this... started with Mojo Raleigh in the first place. But I'm thinking, you know, someone like an Apollo Crews who may have gotten called up a bit too early, he could tear it up with the best of them down in NXT. Work on some stuff. I would have said Dolph Ziggler a few months ago, but he's towards the top of the Even card like, now. Even like Lana, who's like not a great wrestler, she can go down and get some work in. Now what about... Andrade Cialmas. You think he can go back down? I mean, look. I think he'll be, he's, he's he, fine. He's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It but, I mean, like, him. he's not really doing anything right now. So, I mean. I'm, I'm not worried about him yet. I think they have plans for him for sure. I really hope they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not worried. But even, even like, a one-off to see, like, the New Day go down and have a match against the Undisputed Era. That'd be great. Or something like that. That's, I feel like they're too established. I don't, I don't think it matters. I think what about the Revival? Like, yeah, revival, if the the revival bell, bell went down. they have actually in the past. They've gone down for a couple live events, but stuff like that, just to have guys go down to have one-off matches with whoever, because you know obviously that NXT roster is stacked. Yeah, I think it it's good for everybody. It gives exposure to, to some lesser used guys on the main roster, and it's oh, you don't really know about such and such. 
top guy on NXT? Well, here he is with someone you do know. And dude, I'm sure like Sasha and Bailey would love to go down for like, oh, yeah. a one-off with like, Sheena Baszler or one of those big girls down there. Exactly. You gotta you gotta think that that's what people are thinking about. So you know, we're gonna step aside for one more break. When we come back, it's all things TLC. We'll run through our predictions, but first, we're gonna step aside. You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org. <laughs> You're listening to the Phenomenal Forum on WCWP Sports. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Phenomenal Forum. Matt Weinstein, Mark Sanger, Chris Klimazuski here with you. TLC, baby. Tables, ladders, and chairs. We're ready to go. It's prediction time. You guys ready? Yes, sir. I don't even know what any of that was. I heard both of you talking at the same time. All right, no problem. We're going to start it off. We got the Mixed Match Challenge finals the winners will get the th- number 30 spots in the royal rumble which i absolutely hate i hate that so i much. hated it i hated it before everybody got hurt and it could have been a finn balor or a braun i hated it then because the number 30 spot should always be a surprise yeah it, it should totally kills the whole the whole buzz the whole excitement but and these, yeah. these would all be like jokes like if any of them want to be like a fun like ah, oh, like they're here our truth at 30 is terrible i'm not like pumped at all so anyway, the match is R-Truth and Carmella taking on Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox. Yeah, I, you, you got nothing. It's a fun little match for the Mixed Match Challenge Championship, but number 30 in the Rumble is a little prestigious. They it should, means a lot. They should have gave them both like a title opportunity for their respective like shows or something. I I know why they did it. They did it because no one was watching. They tried to make people watch. Like, oh, it matters. It's number Plus, thir- it may have been... You know, if Finn didn't get sick, maybe Finn and Bailey win. Maybe Braun Strowman wins. Maybe the but Miz Alexa, wins. Yeah. yeah, so you have that issue. But also, in the semifinals, we saw Bailey and it would have been Finn Balor, but Bailey and Apollo Crews lost, and the Miz and Asuka lost. Asuka has, you know, Asuka's in the main event of TLC. They weren't going to have her wrestle two matches. So yeah. it's almost like they booked themselves into a corner. You know, that's Definitely. what I, and I said that last week too. I was like, do you think they'll have. If it were, if it does come out like Finn or <laughs> Bailey, Finn and Bailey win, or if Miz and Oscar win, do they double book them in the card? And you, I remember you got uh, you and Drew said, yeah, they can. They're workhorses, and I was like, yeah, they could. But in real reality, I didn't really think they were. So, Truth and our uh, Truth and Carmella beating Apollo Cruz and Bailey isn't that shocking? And uh, Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox beating the Miz and uh, no, it was the other way around. It was our Truth and Carmella beat. Yeah, the Miz. It's a lot of names. Oscar. Like I said, words are hard. Our so. truth and hey, we'll run it back. Our truth and Carmella beat the Miz and Oscar, and Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox beat Apollo Cruz and Bailey. Nonetheless, we'll move it on. Who do you guys got? What's your prediction here? Uh, our truth and Carmella, definitely. I'm going to take our truth and Carmella. I do too, because solely because you look at this thirty. Number, Jinder Mahal at 30, thirty or Alicia spot. Fox at thirty. Like at least, like on the women's side, you can say, "Oh, Carmella." Former former champion. She's credible. She's been championed within the year. She's credible. You could see her going back into the title picture relatively soon. And our truth, yeah, it'll be goofy. It'll be a lighthearted thing at the end of the Rumble. But Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox, you, I, there's no way where I can try no. to book them into these plans. It doesn't make any sense. It's just so upsetting because one of like the best like WWE moments of the year is when Michael Cole yells, "Who's number 30 Right before it hits, but now we know who it but is. Now we'll, we'll know it. Not only will we know, it's going to be it's underwhelming. Regardless of who exactly. it is, our truth is number thirty. But, uh, but across the board, we got our truth and Carmelo. Yep. That's yeah. okay. That's easy. So we'll move it on. Now we have the tables match between Natalia and Ruby Riot. 
We talked about it earlier on. I think my biggest thing is just I don't want to see anybody go through that gym, the Anvil Nineheart table. I hope it's just not used. Is she going to use that one? Is she going to bring that one to That's DLC? what she said. She, she said, said she's going to put Natalia through that specific table. I just don't see how Ruby can lose this match. Like, I don't see where Natalia goes from here with a win. Like It can only just hurt Ruby. So I, I I'm, gonna, Ruby. I'm also going to say Ruby, and after this match, I think she's going to fight Ronda at the Rumble for the title as well, too. That'd be cool. I got Natalia. Okay. I think I think you know they're building up this nice feel good story like oh she, Natalia she's gonna win it for her father she's not gonna go through the gym the Anvil table or maybe she puts Ruby Riot through that table with her father's picture on it who knows but I got Natalia. I mean unless Natalia gets like backup it's gonna be the three of them. Yeah, the, the Riot Squad. She's gonna have will, will Liv, be out there. Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan with her. I don't know, and you know Ronda's not gonna come to her. Rescue. No, she's she's a match. got a match. I mean, maybe Ember Moon it comes out, Ember but Moon. even then, it's still three on two. I don't know, but yeah. I got Natalia. I got, I got Natalia for the feel good win. There, be different. I will. So <laughs> next up, we got the chairs match between Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. I have no idea. Um, I'll take Rey Mysterio. I already have this on my mind. I think you. I think we're gonna plan big things for Rey Mysterio down the road. Look, he just came back, and he hasn't really had any big marquee victory yet. Yeah, like, I mean, he beat Shinsuke. He did beat Shinsuke. On his Shinsuke. first night back. He, be, he beat Randy at uh, the pay-per-view. Yeah, he rolled him off. Saudi that's, Arabia. that's where this feud kind of started. That's right. Yeah, and this and they do these guys do have history with each other. So it's probably like like one and one in terms of wins. They're two and one. They've already since Mysterio came back. You mean? Yeah, they've already had like four something matches. Something like that. They've had. Yeah, they've wrestled a couple of times. This isn't new, but now you get the equalizer of you know the steel chair, the added stipulation there. I don't know, Chris, you said you got Ray? I got to take Ray. I got Randy Orton. I think this is a big-time win for Randy Orton. And then, it you know, it humanizes Ray Mysterio. We remember, oh, yeah, this guy came back so hot, but, yeah, he, he could take a loss. It's no big deal. Yeah. I'm going to take Ray. I think he's going to do, like, a really cool chair spot or something along the lines and take the match. I got Randy, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see, like, Ray prop up the chair in the ropes while Orton's sitting there waiting for the 619. The 619. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the finish, but I got a Randy Orton. So, next matchup, the Cruiserweight Championship. Buddy Murphy, Cedric Alexander, the two top guys in 205 Live. This match is going to steal the show yet again. This was the best match on the card at uh, Super Showdown in Australia when Buddy Murphy won the title in the first place, I don't see an issue. I don't see a, I, I don't see a problem. Whereas why can't they do that again? Yeah, definitely. I love Cedric Alexander. I think he's one of the best in the entire company, not just the cruiserweights. But um, that being said, I think Buddy Murphy's going to retain here. I also think Buddy Murphy. Again, I don't know about 205. I know Buddy Murphy's great. I know Cedric, Al- Cedric Alexander is great. I'm going to take Buddy Murphy. Yeah, I got to go with Buddy Murphy here solely because – he won the title, what, two months ago, a month and a half. Cedric held the title from Mania to October. He had the title for a long time at the top of 205 Live. Murphy's had a very solid run, albeit short. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they see a lot in Buddy Murphy. He looks like a million bucks. He's great in the ring. He had a great match with Metalik this week. I Yeah, I got Buddy Murphy. He's going to continue. And what will be interesting, maybe he gets uh, – Mustafa Ali is his next contender. They had some great matches over the summer, some of which, one of which, it was a no DQ match, is on the list of top, tw- I believe it's top 20 matches of the year in the WWE on the w- on WWE.com. That match made the list. Mustafa, I think Mustafa Ali is on there twice. I'll have to double check. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Murphy win and Mustafa Ali is your number one contender. 
who knows when that happens. Maybe the Royal Rumble. Has Mustafa Ali ever won the Cruiserweight title? No. I know he's always been the number one contender forever, and he, he yeah, always loses the match. The tournament leading up to Mania for the vacant title after Enzo got fired, Cedric and Mustafa Ali was the final. I remember the WrestleMania match, yes. Right. So Mustafa Ali has yet to win the Cruiserweight Championship. So I got, yeah. yeah, I got Buddy Murphy, and I think he'll find Mustafa Ali, definitely. We're moving on now. The What I said is going to steal the show, the best match of the night, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, Triple Threat, The Usos, The New Day, and The Bar. So is it Tornado, or it's two, I, it's two legal guys in the ring? Because I hate those matches we'll, so much. We'll see. I don't know. Hopefully it's Triple Threat. Hopefully it's Triple Threat. Uh, it obviously it's guys on the ropes. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. And I got the New Day. The New Day win. win the I titles? think the New Day are gonna win the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championship. Six-time champions. Yeah, I believe all three of these teams are five-time champions. Yes. The New Day specifically. I, I, we know them from the pro. Because Kofi had obviously Kofi won it a couple times prior, but yeah. specifically the New Day five-time, Sheamus and Cesaro five-time. <laughs> And the Usos, five-time, all of theirs were together. Cesaro had the one extra with Tyson Kidd. But these three teams have all won it five times, which is yeah. cool. It's, it's funny how that worked out. I doubt they planned it. But I got the New Day breaking the tie, okay. and they're going to win those titles back. I'm going to take the Usos. I, uh, I think they're just the best. I'm like, so, I, I love the New Day, too. I'm just like so invested in everything the Usos are doing right now, whether they come out on the mics or they come out they're wrestling. And I, they just really excite me. I'm going to take the Usos. You know what? Since it is a triple threat match, I'll take the bar. I was gonna take I was gonna take the Usos, but you know what? I'll take the bar in this match. Bar is great, especially after the beating they just suffered after the rap battle. You know they could use a pick me up win. So <laughs> I think I. But no, Sheamus and Cesaro putting great matches week in and week out. And we saw it even on the triple threat match two weeks ago. Cesaro. He is. He literally. Forget is, how, you forget how good yeah. he is. Yeah, you literally do forget how good Cesaro is and how strong he is too. So I think the bar is going to come out with this win. Whatever the fallout is, whoever wins, I just want to see like a clean slate after that. Like I, I love all three of these teams. They're all really good. The bar it doesn't do it for me as much as the other two, but get sanity involved. Bring in some other teams. Just mix it up. Let's see different. Yeah, teams I want to see other. some sanity. All right. I, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I could, I, like I said earlier, I could watch these three teams go at I know, it but it's week just, and week. And, and we have been. And I don't care. And, and, and I've enjoyed it. I know. So why change it? But no, I, I get it. Fresh. You want to get somebody different. involved. Get Sanity. Else, I'd like can. to see Gals and Anderson maybe get involved. Another great team. Who knows? But Are they on Raw? No, they're on SmackDown. They they were in the Survivor Series match. Come on, come on! Remember, you the know, pre-show. you know, six and one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know why? You know what was throwing me off because the you were watching the pre-show. The bar was in the other match. That's why it threw me off. So I was thinking five and clones and yeah. I don't know what you were thinking. Anyway, we'll <laughs> move it on. The ladder match with the guitar hanging above the ring, Elias and Bobby Lashley. This is interesting. I I don't think it needed to be a ladder match, but I get why no. it is. You have the guitar. Whoever grabs the guitar can use it. I got Elias to get in the win. He needs one bad. Is, is that how it works? They don't win the match? They get the guitar? They can just use it as a weapon? No, it's pinfall or submission. Oh, okay. If you grab the guitar, you can use it as a weapon. Um, do you remember WrestleMania, probably like 24 or something, when it was a Money in the Bank match and Bobby Lash was afraid to climb the ladder? He had, the, yes. he had a fear of heights? I think it was 23. 23? 20, 22. 22. 23, he wrestled Umaga. Is that going to come into play, or are we, are we forgetting that? I, that think, we're for, I think we're forgetting <laughs> it, that. It, it, just, it just crossed my mind. I was like, yeah, oh, he was afraid to climb that ladder to win the briefcase. 
But, well, lucky um, for him, he doesn't need to climb yeah, yeah, and right. grab the guitar. But I, I don't know. Oh, this it, is tough. I think it'll be a fun little match. Yeah, it'll be a nice, like, 10-minute match, I think. I think I Leo, Leo get involved. I think Elias is going to be hit Leo with the guitar again. I don't think Bobby Lashley is going to get hit with the guitar. I think Leo takes the hit, and then Bobby wins. Like, Leo jumps oh. in front of him, takes the okay. takes the shot, and then Bobby spears him or hits his finish. Bobby wins. I'm going to take Elias. You got Elias, too? I got Elias because right we, we're seeing a big push from him. He just turned face. So I think we're going to see a big push from Elias, possibly even after this, possibly fight for the IC title. He needs a big win. He does, and this would be this would do it. This would really do it. Yeah, this match, I, it's, I don't think it'll be great, but I'm, I'm looking forward to this match. A couple of these matches in this card are only going to be five, seven minutes. Yeah, because there's, a, there's, lot so of, many there's matches. a lot of matches, and it's very top-heavy. The matches we've yet to get into yeah. are going to get a lot a lot of time. Half hour. Five yeah. matches left, I believe. One, two, three. Yeah, five matches left. So I'll move it on. The Raw Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. Ronda. Yeah, I, well, I, sure. I do too. I hope it's two minutes. I hope she just snaps her arm. What, you, what about you, Clem? Do you even have to ask who I want to win? I don't, I'm not asking who you want who to you win. I'm asking who win. do you think is going to win. I think Ronda's going to win, obviously. I do too, but how do you... How do you see this match going? You think Nia Jax is going to look real good, get in a lot of offense? I think it'll be about seven, eight minutes. Nia will, I think Nia's just going to overpower her because Ronda's going to go for the submissions a lot. She's going to keep overpowering her, pushing her down, doing the power bomb spots. But Ronda's going to be her tap out. Is Ember going to come out with her to the ring? I have no idea. Yeah, maybe Ember maybe gets, Tamina gets invo- involved. Tamina and Ember Moon get involved. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this story. You know what I could just see? You know, Ronda ends up winning. You have Ember come out, help Ronda out, and then bam. Ember Moon turns heel. I thought you were going to say Ronda turns heel. No, Ember Moon turns heel because they're like hugging it up after. And then you see like. It'd be the same thing as the Bellas, though. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? The difference difference between Ember Moon and the Bellas? Ember Moon can actually wrestle. That's the the difference. I I agree with that. And I I would not, in the slightest, have an issue with an Ember Moon Ronda Rousey feud, but. All I see is, oh, the odds are stacked against Ronda Rousey. Oh, the Bella Twins turned on her. Oh, Ember (laughs) Moon turned on her. Oh, she's such an underdog. No, she's not. She never has been in the WWE. She never will be. She's, I don't care who, she's wrestling Nia Jax, who is never the underdog. Guess what? Three times her weight. It's not Ronda. You feel like Ronda's going to destroy her. Yeah, it's, Ronda's not the underdog. And all they do is claim, oh, oh, the the odds are stacked against her. She's the underdog. No, she's not. Yep. And it makes me sick. It's frustrating. It's Look, fr- how, I, how they build her. I said I said this when Ronda made her debut at the Royal Rumble. She came out. I was like, "Look, I love the fact that she is in the WWE, but I hate the fact that she's going to be in the main title picture so quickly because and now she's it's like literally like not she literally is like kind of she is ruining the w, the women's raw division at least because it's like oh who can beat not who can beat Ronda Rousey they gave her the belt no too one early. they did and I I hated that hundred percent loved it as a Ronda fan hated it as a WWE fan yeah so that's I, a decent take Mister Clem I yeah I told I All I right. look I watched her when I watched her win it I was like as a Ronda fan I'm like screaming like a little girl I'm like yes let's go I'm so happy but as a WWE fan I'm like no, this stinks now because who's going to beat Ronda? Yep. No, I agree. So we all got Ronda. That's yep. yeah, for sure. All right. 
Next matchup, we got the TLC match, Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin. If Braun wins, he gets a title shot at the Rumble against Brock. If Corbin wins, he remains full-time Raw general manager. There's no word on if Braun Strowman ask. is cleared to wrestle. Yeah. They said he's definitely going to make an appearance, but I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, I think Baron Corbin, whether it's by forfeit or whether Braun Strowman's in a sling or something, Baron Corbin's getting the win here. Yeah, I agree. I can't see... Uh how it would happen otherwise they just kind of start a little thing with him and Seth they started the thing with him and Heath I don't think it's going to end right now I'm going to take Braun or whoever comes out for Braun hashtag Bray Wyatt question mark no I saw stuff like that (laughs) now why would Baron Corbin be like okay like someone else can replace you it doesn't make sense he's been all week he's been talking about oh I'm I'm going to win by forfeit forfeit. exactly and that's how it's going to happen I don't think so. I think Braun's going to see look I think Braun can beat Baron Corbin with no arms like (laughs) it's fair. It's very possible that that could happen. They could so. have Braun come out and just like close on him once and like pin him. Like, Maybe but he could squash I, I just don't him, see yeah. it happening. All right. It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. The Intercontinental Championship. Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, one-on-one singles match. No stipulation. I got Dean. Um, I think it's his time. I don't see where he can go from here afterwards. Seth's fine. Um, there's some rumors that Seth is going to get involved with Brock and like get more of a, a main title push. So I have Dean here. I also have Dean, just in literally the same reasons as you said, Mark. I got some sort of schmaz, either a double count out, no, you know, no contest. The title staying on Rollins, I think, because I don't think this is done. That could be why it's a no stipulation type of deal. Yeah, I think this will. I think we'll get this again. This is just a taste. The first match of these two guys, we'll see whether it's a DQ. Again, I th- I wouldn't be surprised to see something like a double count out after a really good match. You think uh, Corbin or anyone else would come out during this? As Corbin was like saying, "Seth, I'm gonna make your life hell," like all this. Think- I I don't think so. Probably not. I think that was just for Monday. Yeah. So two matches left: the Triple Threat TLC match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Oscar. Mark, you mentioned it earlier. It's gonna be so good. I'm so excited for this. Um, I'm taking Oscar. But my favorite part about this is I could see any of the three winning. So I'm going to really enjoy exactly. it. Exactly. But you got to ask. Chris, what about you? I'm going to take Becky. I'm going to take Becky, Becky retaining the title. And then, again, like I, I said it last week, too, you can see this continuing down the road. We're saying, like, oh, Charlotte you ne- Charlotte never lost to her in a regular singles match. Asuka really never had a one-on-one chance either. So you can see this continuing down the road, possibly till WrestleMania. I see that point. I agree with it. I have Asuka as well. And Becky and Charlotte can both make the point, oh, it was a TLC match. I never lost my title. I never got a rematch, whatever it is. But I got Asuka grabbing the title, taking it home. Final match on the card. Right before we get out of here, the WWE Championship is on the line. One-on-one singles match. The new Daniel Bryan taking on the phenomenal AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan's not dropping that belt now. He's, he's too hot. He's too over. Everyone's in love with what he's doing. Daniel Bryan's got routine. Give me AJ. Really? Give me AJ. He's the man of this business. He's the face of this business. He's the face of the WWE right now. He's great. I mean, yeah, I, I'm loving everything about Daniel Bryan right now, but I feel like you can build off so much more with if AJ Styles has the belt, and then you can continue um, the Miz and Daniel Bryan. I'm going to revert back to the Miz, too, because I really do think it's going to be a triple threat at WrestleMania. Those, I think then you can refer back to Daniel Bryan versus the Miz, go back to that feud again. And then you have this all this whole thing build up to Mania with AJ on the belt and having uh, Daniel Bryan versus the, the Miz. Daniel Bryan's not dropping the title. You got AJ Styles. If there's a low blow involved, who knows? 
I got Daniel Bryan. That's all I do know. And that's TLC. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. It's shaping up to be a pretty solid upper B show that Andrew Servideo would be would be honored to give his predictions for, and he should be ashamed that he wasn't here today. As long as some of the lower matches only get a handful of minutes, I think it's going to be really good. So anyway, that'll do it here this week. We'll see you next time on the, the Phenomenal Forum here on mywcwp.org.